And then on to, I guess, some news topics that we want to discuss about or would like to discuss about to wrap it all up, to wrap up the year. And also a few other few other extra bonus topics, potentially, um, <laughs> to make it uh, fun and exciting. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, first off, uh, along with all the other disbandments that happened back in 2022, in terms of crews and labels, VMC decides to be next on the disbanding chopping block. Um, uh, yeah, it definitely was a trend, labels shutting down. Uh, I do question, though, whether it's just... And we can get into this too with the whole is K hip hop dead allegedly conversation in this, but um, VMC such a great um plethora of talent, especially if you like those that are more underground slash clearly have a '90s rap influence style to them, um, and then um and then and then like a modernized take of that, um. It's such a legendary studio. It's produced some really fantastic talent. Um, and it looks like there's still going to be crews branching out from this. And there's still going to be, no doubt, a bunch of these guys are going to probably still collab together. I, I have no doubt about that. Um, it's 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 just, um, it just kind of sucks to see like a label like that end. Because um, <laughs> they were so good. But at the same time, it does seem to be an interesting pattern of, okay, so a lot of these guys just seem to, uh, the labels are just shutting down for what reason? Is it profit? Lack of profit? Is it just uh, the label has allegedly won, run the course of what the founders originally wanted it to be? Uh, you know, like, there's it seems to be multiple reasons as to why stuff like this ends. But yeah, it's sad. But, you know, it's it, no doubt, you know, it's going to lead to some more creativity, probably in freedom and less um stagnation, I imagine, in a way. Mm. So uh, what are yeah. your thoughts, feelings on this one, Cammie? Um, Yeah, it was definitely a bummer. Um, uh, I think the good thing about it, though, was that it was kind of prepared for. Um, I want to say end of 2022, they made the announcement or early yeah, I, think so. I can't remember yeah yeah but basically it wasn't like highlight when that one disbanded it was kind of very abrupt like they basically were like hey uh highlight's done <laughs> and then i think palo alto and uh huckleberry p did like a live stream explaining the reasons why and um and all that stuff so it very very was very much abrupt i know even some of the artists were like what the hell like i just like ash b had just signed like less than a year before and she was like Dude, oh yeah hell? Um, but with VMC, it was kind of, I feel like it was very much, uh, prepared for, they probably knew, they knew they had plans to do like a go away con, a, a, a farewell concert as the last thing, um, they put out, um, holiday, uh, producer on there, put out an album as the last release. And then they did that final EP with everyone collabing on there as a kind of a send away. Yeah, man. Like, like you said, it's just, it was always kind of, uh, the, the bastion in the Korean hip hop scene of. Just the uh, the raw, uh, you know, true to form hip hop stuff. Uh, even when, you know, very anti, um, going on showing me the money for a long time and and doing all that the the, the quote unquote bullshit um, that you have to do to make be successful and and they did their to make thing. money off of music these days because <laughs> right they were very yeah. uncompromising and and Deep Flow is kind of as the head of that very much. Uh, he eventually changed his his uh um thinking on that style of 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 business and and music but 
it was always cool because you could rely on VMC to do you know just straight up hip hop stuff. So yeah, um, really great. Lots of dope artists on there like Don Don Mills, uh, Los, um, uh, who else like Waji, um, uh, Rohan, all, all kinds of stuff. QM QM has probably been oh yeah like, QM's really biggest. good too. Yeah, yeah, he's QM short for question mark. He's hit the ground running doing his own thing. Him and uh, Freddie Castle started their own label uh, last year after leaving VMC or after VMC disbanded. So uh, really cool because, you can, like I said, we mentioned uh, Odie uh, and Holiday with Bad At earlier. Um, QM, Freddie Castle doing all kinds of EP and, and, and uh, EPs and, and making a label and signing artists. Um, so all the artists have yeah, what, been What's uh, the new label name? I think I missed that from this past it's, year. It's called Nazca, N-A-Z-C-A Records. Yeah, Nazca Naz- Records. Nazca, um, like close to NASCAR. Kind of, yeah, similar. Right. <laughs> not so quite. they started that. Uh, they have two artists, um, uh, Ambit Jack and uh, another one named uh, Yugen. Uh, very much new, new. So I think that'll be the 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 concept of that label, just kind of bringing up uh, more underground, lesser known guys. Um, Which is yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's, like you said it kind of marks the end of an era um because very much from almost kind of like the second gen of k-hip-hop if you want to look at look at it through that lens was very much these um all these rappers that were inspired by uh the first generation of uh, korean hip-hop that kind of created the scene and then these guys kind of came up idolizing it and learning from those guys um, and then they all ended up starting their own labels like, you know, Jay Park, uh, Swings, um, uh, Deep Flow, uh, Palo Alto. Palo Alto was like under the wing of uh, Tiger JK. And he oh, decided yeah, to do his right. own thing with, with Highlight. So, um, yeah, it just seems like it's kind of uh, and the way we'll talk about it probably next, the way these labels are changing. And then the idea with these labels was kind of very crew based, like uh, VMC started as a crew. Um, and it was kind of like, oh, if you fit the mold into the identity of the label, um, you were allowed to jump in. And so it was very much, you know, crew, family, family type vibe with these labels. And each label was kind of known for their certain sounds. Um, so that's definitely something that's changing uh, with and VMC kind of marks the end of that era. So I was about to say, because um, that's kind of something that uh, what's their face? Um, the Quiet and uh, Humda did with their label on daytona where they were very much like yeah we wanted to make this label this this was again like back in what was it 2021 i think Mm -hmm. or 2022 whenever they found that it's kind of like the opposite of like the whole vmc type of style of crew or label where it's like well we're not making this a family if they want to collab with each other go ahead but like we're not going in as like a full-on unit we want this to be about individual artists flourishing kind of deal which is kind of the opposite of like, oh, what's the label? Um, McQuaid and Doki did together. Um, it's uh, um, Alienate shoot, yeah, ambition. ambition. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like kind of the opposite, also of like Ambition Records, which is kind of funny how that works out. But like, it's it's kind of like, oh, okay, so the tides are a little bit changing where we're moving away from the world of family aspect to like we want to support the individual artists, but also like if they want to collab, you know, that, that to go ahead, go have fun, but we're not going to force you guys to force you to move as a unit kind of deal. It's more so we're going to let that be your choice if you choose to do so. Yeah. And it's like a conscious effort to kind of 
um, more emulate maybe like in the West with like Def Jam where, you know, over here we know artists are signed to big labels, um, but we don't necessarily tie their identity to that label. You know what I mean? Like, we do not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because a certain rapper is just because they're signed to Def Jam. We're like, oh, okay, we know what we're going to get. But no, they're just a, it's just kind of a, a, a platform for resources and, and uh, distribution. So yeah, um, it definitely seems that's more of the way that the hip hop scene is going now. Um, we still got labels, uh, Deja Vu, like we talked about with 30 Crew and all that. That's BY's label. Uh, very much has that very crew. Uh, they're all homies uh, signing <laughs> signing friends and, and crew crew members and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's still definitely that identity. Uh, yeah, it still labels, exists, but... but it's also it's changing for sure. Right. Amongst some. Yeah. You, and you even see that with like AOMG because AOMG oh, yeah. used to be very much a tight knit group. And now they're AOMG's they're signing, massive. It's a massive yeah, label now. They're signing, you know, former K-pop idols and like Lehigh and um, R&B singers and like even uh, different types of um, multimedia artists. Um, I think they had like a, a webtoon artist. They recently signed as well. Oh so yeah, and then they then so they definitely... have also the um Korean zombie, the martial artist. Where <laughs> right, right, we have and infamously then... talked about how he got punched in the face. At a show. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it was part of Jay an Park. iceberg video tier list. We talked about that, but that was wild. Where it was like Jay Park got punched in the face. We don't know yeah. if it was a skit or not, but he got punched in the face. So crazy, crazy <laughs> Jay Park crazy cannon. times. <laughs> yeah yeah that's great it's like and then uh, even uh, it's not i'll mention it real quick but even with like jay park stepping down from aomg that's another oh, yeah. kind of big thing that happened um but dj pumpkin is now run, running that label and he's obviously comes from djing and he yes. set up a a, a, a a sub label called solo beam which is for djs and producers that kind of came out and i noticed that that was a big focus that he's doing with that label so definitely expanding what you know what uh not just hip-hop but maybe doing more of like the music r&b um definitely broadening their 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 the horizons you know, a, right right and that yeah. could be for both business practical sense and maybe just as a evo natural evolution um of not being stagnant and just doing one type of music you know what i mean Exactly. Um, I have no doubt, though, Jay Park probably still has an influence, but clearly it's probably more so of a, a shareholder slash I'm on the chairman. I want, Is he still on the chairman board if there is one for AOMG? I would think he would be. I imagine he's I mean, he's still the founder, so I'm sure he's still involved. I think he he mentioned that he's more of just like a consultant kind of thing, I guess, to the artist, like, which is fair. Yeah. He, yeah, he still has artists go to him for certain things if they need, and he's there for that. But I don't think he's involved in the day-to-day -day business decisions. No, and stuff God, like that. no. Yeah. I think I think he wanted to probably get away from that. I imagine, <clears throat> well, well, at least, I think for more vision, he probably is at this point. But I guess he wanted to give that up for the other two at, at this point mm -hmm. in time. So, um, but yeah, no, a sad, sad day for VMC, this fan. But, uh, you know, it, it seemed to be going along the course of how things were going in recent years um and then but speaking for other groups like with aomg expanding ap alchemy <laughs> <laughs> ap alchemy um so i guess swings was all just like you know what i want to get bigger not just having big old muscles i guess and getting more fit he wants to <laughs> expand his um his uh music empire i guess <laughs> so oh god how many labels did is there now technically under this like five or something like that, I think, something ridiculous. 
I think now it's six. He just oh, at the start now. of this year he added yeah he added another one. Oh my god! This year, so so mm-hmm. under the AP Al- Alchemy umbrella, it's uh, the original three, which is uh, Just Music, Indigo Music, and We to Plug. Um, and then he started secretly, kind of low key, a couple years back, uh, an artist, a label called Minefield, and then um, a producer label called Sugar Beats. And then just this year, um, he started a label called What You Need, which I think will be more focused on like uh, the first artist to be signed there is like a makeup visual effects type person. So I think it'll oh. be more of those type of multimedia. Basically, I think he's trying to like, uh, what do you call it? Like a uh, vertical integration kind of business move. Gotcha. Where want, he's trying to have all these, you know, the artists, the production, the the visuals, all that under one house. Um, and all that, those different labels under kind of which I, I think it's considered a holding type of uh, label, gotcha. Uh, which is AP, AP Alchemy. Um, I can't remember the concept behind the name, but yeah, it was just kind of a big thing. Like he 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 really last year he made a big deal about it. it was like this is gonna change the game of uh, in the hip hop scene and uh, the music <laughs> scene, and yeah, we made a big deal about it. They came out with two, um pretty albums, impressive I think. yeah comp- compilation albums kind of like what higher music did a few yeah. years back with the red and blue tapes yeah and um yeah it was a big thing it was a big deal but uh in my personal opinion it was like very impressive to see but uh in terms of like what we got out of it um musically uh it was, I, uh, yeah it was it just kind of like uh, <laughs> yeah okay and so right like, and then so you know big, i'm like maybe you needed to cook the stew a little bit longer <laughs> right and it definitely it very much uh, felt like that uh because it was kind of things were changing like he would be like oh this is gonna happen this day oh wait no it's gonna happen this and then this is gonna happen and it seemed to be changing on the fly so it definitely felt rushed a little bit but um yeah, I don't know. It was just one of the biggest topics, so I felt like we had to mention it for sure. Because it definitely, like I said, I'm, us mentioning the the closing of VMC, I think this is a definitely a different uh, Take direction. On that. Uh, <laughs> right, right. So it's kind of him um, changing what the hip hop, how the hip hop infrastructure uh, in Korea is working, and in, in terms of the labels and and how artists are signed and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, it was just a pretty crazy thing. So I think it'll definitely be an influential, influential um, thing. They got like fifty over fifty artists across all the labels. Um, I want to say uh, signed there. So I don't know. What, what do you think? What did you think about the AP Alchemy thing? Overall? Uh that was something. I honestly forgot about those albums. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was just like, oh, it didn't stand out to me album wise as like the higher. Say, for example, because it's the easiest ones I can think of, the higher music uh, label album, collab albums, or like the uh, or like the highlight ones. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I see his ambition. I see he's trying. And it'll probably take a little bit longer to get there, um, assuming right. things are still going in a good direction in that regard. But um, I think I think he needed to cook a little bit more musically for, for to really convince everyone. And I don't know if. Him or whatever producers were working on this, because I know it's not just him doing all that, but, you know, he's, it sounds like he's running the show, so to say. Um, right, yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> maybe a little bit more direction in that regard, but I, I, I don't think mm. it's the worst thing ever. It's not like he released absolute garbage. 
but it's just right, nothing right. memorable, which some argue is worse than being hot, gar- hot garbage. Because, <laughs> for example, um, I'm going to spoil it a little bit because I, I think they're, it's going to release soon, but our worst song um, ever of all time in K-pop, we consider it to be Gang by Rain. Um, it's hot garbage, <laughs> but you remember the hot garbage because it's just so bad. Um, mm-hmm. But like this is it's very much in the whole, it's, it is decent, but at the end of the day, maybe some people just consider it bad because it's not just as memorable. And sometimes some people find that to be worse just to be okay than to be bad, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And I think so far that they're, album release the the album compilations were just kind of so-so they weren't bad but they weren't you know notably stand out which is kind of the problem because you want to notably stand out especially if you're doing a whole big hoopla about this right yeah yeah definitely and i think it's just the fact that it's so many artists it's, it was a yeah. lot at once so um there is a, there is definitely a lot of great talent that he signed on there especially he has with the, talent the, yeah with the label like yeah. minefield there's there's a lot of fresh even a lot of artists i've never heard of so he's really has a really good ear in terms of what's coming up and what's next but um yeah i'm i'm more excited about the future of the individual parts of like the artists and you know yes. we mentioned kid kid millie was obviously the big he's part of indigo music he was the big highlight from from there oh uh, yeah of everything they did um, but also like artists like ESO or Duty we mentioned earlier. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of a lot of those artists are under uh, AP Alchemy, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to um, all their stuff individually. You know, in the years coming ahead, so we'll see how it pans out. Yes, I am excited to see the individual artists mainly <laughs> and how that goes out. Um, if I'm not mistaken, didn't um Cutie Boy actually recently bounce from the like from like Just Music? I think right yeah yeah and that's a big or, deal because or, he's been there or technically since... i think it's officially known as linchpin but who's 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 to say yeah it's kind of interchangeable yeah, but yeah, yeah that's a big why. that that was a big moment too um uh even like uh jinbo was another artist that left recently and he oh, had just signed maybe a couple that. years okay. yeah he he announced at the beginning of this year that he left um a couple artists that have been there as well yunue and um Genover, oh uh, also left we did okay. So that's also the interesting thing. I think a lot of the uh, founding or like earlier artists are uh, are rumored to leave or have left. Um, so I think that's definitely going to be an interesting change as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I, I can understand why a lot of artists are like, dude, I, maybe they're not. I'm not feeling the vision of this uh, new thing. So I'm going to go do my own thing. Or I think it's easy with that many artists to get lost in the the spotlight you know what i mean yeah exactly so that's I, I can see that being a concern mm-hmm. i agree um but yeah moving moving on well actually speaking of swing still <laughs> i decided to switch a topic around because i'm like you know you might as well just transition into this <laughs> uh swings of course had some beef this year shocking not shocking not at all uh but uh, but i think what is shocking is who he had the beef with in this case ck oh my god okay <laughs> Okay, wild. Um, I forget the finer details, so you might have to refresh me on that one, Cammy. But I was like very shocked. I was like, "What is happening? Why are we?" Like, maybe I shouldn't have been completely surprised, but also I'm just like, "This is so out of left field. What is going on here? <laughs> what is yeah, happening?" Yeah, and, and even even in the details, it's kind of uh, uh, they've been very vague about what they're dissing each other for. So it's been funny to kind of follow it, but um basically is just like i think they're they have a huge disagreement on how they are 
um, conducting business that we just talked about um, swings and AP alchemy and, and doing all that and signing all these people. Um, so I think sick beef kind of was like, he had left. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before that, that was a big thing. Yeah. Too. He left he higher left music, higher music. You're right. Yes. So once he was done with his contract, he left that and he set up his own label and assigned uh Howon for also who also left higher music as well. Not shocking. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Those two they're, they're, they're close. Yeah. They're kind of like little brothers, brother, you know, kind of yeah. relationship with their, um, and they released some stuff, so um, I'm blanking on the name of. Do you remember the name of Sick K's uh, label? Shoot, I have to double check. Maybe he posted on his Instagram or oh, something. KP, KP, I think it is. KP, KP. okay, something like that. <clears throat> um, something like that. So, uh, something with a K. <laughs> but basically, he started that label, and he's kind of. I think Sick K was um, upset with how not upset but maybe had disagreements on how things were being run at higher music and how maybe they limited him as an artist so i think he wanted to start his own label and his kind of goal was that to sign really cool artists that and let them kind of flourish and do their own thing um and yeah so i think there was there's some beef that he he mentioned oh, uh, in a rap song i think on a Lila mars track oh yeah um and they decided to bleep it out he mentioned <laughs> swings by name and they bleeped it out because I don't think Leela Mars and the person whose song it was didn't want to get involved with that. Yeah, Leela um, Mars, I feel like Leela Mars seems like a rather dude that's just like kinda chill, doing his own thing. Not completely, right. but like he's very much like, I wanna have fun, I don't wanna get in trouble. Right. So I think you know, they didn't want to get involved, so I think it was very clear, uh, I guess based on the context and in, in which it was mentioned that Swings knew it, it was him being mentioned. I think they had some beef and Swings is telling him like, oh, I don't, I don't talk to people that I own buildings, and you're just a, a dude that has takes it off his shirt and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> they went back and forth, but the big thing was like, Sick K was kind of, um, uh, basically saying, kind of inferring that the way Swings does business with artists, uh, maybe like contract wise and stuff like that, that um, it's not the greatest, and he really disagrees with that, and a lot of people kind of. It was funny because it became a meme for a moment when, like, people were uh, uh, photoshopping like swings and sick K on the uh, the Marvel Civil Captain America Civil War <laughs> poster and shit. Because <laughs> like every God. you know, these are two kind of big respected guys, uh, swings especially, and so you know obviously people came to their defense on on either side. So it, it kind of oh, came yeah. down to that, uh, like a meme. But yeah, I, I just wanted to mention. I thought we should mention it because it was a big kind of. <laughs> Uh, it's just, and it's it, so silly. Yeah, it ultimately kind of didn't really go much after that. They kind of released a couple of diss tracks. Swings released like a freaking 12-minute diss track against Sikay. Um and still like they in even all these diss tracks they really never got into. It was more ad hominem uh personal attacks on like, you know, oh Sikay is using you know auto-tune too much and shit like that so hmm. um obviously swings is the more proficient in terms of rap skills yeah um i, I don't think but, that's that's not even being polite that's just the truth honestly that's right. not to say sick yeah. k is bad sick k is probably good on the better end of the electronic rappers like that like to use auto-tune i won't say electronic rappers but like you know there's clearly electronic influence in his music a lot of the time you can tell but 
you know mm. it's not it's it changes but like he he likes to use autotune for sure yeah <laughs> yeah and he's definitely the more of like popular in terms of his uh presence in like the western oh uh, yeah <laughs> even like i know a lot of people that probably are k-pop fans and know sick k because he's attached to uh some of the like j parks labels and stuff like that too so yeah um he's very well known he's very more popular that was another you know thing they butted heads on is ap tried to have his big concert to bring out all these artists and stuff like that and it, it, it failed to sell well <laughs> and, they, and they eventually had to uh give out tickets for free and then oh yeah that's like, right <laughs> I'm selling out. I'm selling out venues just as big or bigger, and 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 selling out tours and and the U.S. and Europe. So yeah. that was another thing. It, but it, it's just kind of a silly thing that. But I think it also is a uh, marker in the Korean hip hop scene of uh, two different styles of, of of how are these label heads and and artists are going to uh, approach business. I guess exactly uh, two very different philosophies. So. Uh, I think it was important to mention. Not exactly that. That is the truth right there. Ugh. It's just it's just funny to me because I'm like Swain, really? <laughs> You're fighting CK? What? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> except it's like CK is like a. If I would just actually, I don't even know if Swain's is fighting. It's it's like a weird twisted version of Eminem versus Machine Gun Kelly, except CK's not as shit as Machine Gun Kelly, and Machine Gun Kelly <laughs> right. now does, I guess, punk rock bad yeah. punk rock apparently i don't know what's going on there but like it's kind of like that i kind of like imagine it like that i'm just like this is kind of hilarious <laughs> <laughs> oh god but i I can't it's like one of those it's like that's the worst of, of i guess hip-hop beef in korea which i mean i'll take it any day over the the craziness that happened uh in the 90s in the states and just uh, the um we don't need to get into it too much but the unfortunate side of things on the drill scene in new york because i've heard a lot mm. of bad 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 stuff about that which i'm just like it did not need to get to that and it is there there are massive deep dive videos in case anyone's curious about that side of things um on youtube and stuff you can look into about the new york drill scene and just a lot of the bad terrible stuff that had happened but uh that you can please go check out those people who have done dedicated hours to that um i i don't want to bring that up because it's just sad all around but like at least it's not that like, this is yeah. the worst of beef in Korea. I will take it. It's just more so stupid, <laughs> which I prefer. Yeah. I prefer stupidity any day over people, like, actually dying. And, yeah. It, and, yeah. and, and that's not to say, like, there is beefs and, and whatever in, in the hip-hop scene that get to a violent point, but never to the point. I don't think everyone, anyone's ever died over beef. But ultimately, it just it, yeah. it comes down to um, difference in ideologies and difference mm-hmm. in um maybe some guys like oh you're a pop rapper and you're i'm i represent the true essence of hip-hop and and that kind of clash and stuff like that so yeah um or just kind of personal digs and personal beef but um yeah like you said it, it, it never this is ultimately it just comes down to a couple diss tracks and a few exchange words and then a lot of times it's resolved behind the scenes uh or just forgotten about so um, but yeah, it's always it's a, it's kind of there's not much news that comes out of Korean hip hop. So well, beefs are always a headline getter. And it's just something that's kind of like exciting to, to follow in, in that sense. So, you know, the kids um, have fun falling it on the Internet. You know what? what you know, right. it's fun. They can. And then they fight with each other about which hip hop's better. You know, all that jazz. Yeah. yeah exactly. But yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, moving on, though, to some more legit government controversy. <laughs> so guess who decided to try to avoid the military draft? Couple hip hop artists. Ravi and Nafla in particular. Um, Ravi, everything about Ravi post Vix that I've seen, it just blows my freaking mind. How does he know these people in the industry? How was he able to make a label? And how did he mess up so badly with trying to avoid the military after leaving Vix? And I love Vix, by the way, as a pop group. Um, they released some bangers back in the day. Um, Ravi's individual music, I have not been as hot on. I do appreciate the fact that he has created a nice label, though, for um, some other great artists to flourish. La Ravi's music himself, though, don't really care for as much. Um, I just don't. Nafla, on the other hand, I think it's a fantastic rapper, but he just seems to be making piss poor legal choices. Again, um, it's like, Nafla, you already had weed issues. Why are you trying to avoid the military, dude? My god. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just, I'm just kind of like, guys, really? Did you not pay attention to Steven Yu back in the day? Did you not pay attention to when what is it? Um, what is his name? Uh, what's his name? Monkey, mommy, not not mommy son. What's his name? Monkey uh, something MC another. MC Mon. When MC Mon pulled out all his wisdom teeth and tried to claim he had mouth issues, <laughs> like come on guys, come yeah. on, seriously. It's, def it's definitely not, not nothing new. Like I know Don Mills had that issue too. Yeah. Where he tried to like gain a bunch of weight and like be <laughs> eligible for that. Um, but this one actually is a very different like instead of actually trying to avoid the draft they um basically rigged it to uh they yeah that's they, right they didn't completely avoid it they um they tried to like get the easy shit out of it yeah <laughs> right so they basically were there was a system and it's not just these two it's just that they were popular names i guess yeah uh, but there was a whole system uh involved where people were paying off doctors to give like false uh medical diagnosis to get medical exemptions or uh basically easy treatment or easy placement in the military. Um, and in the case of uh, Nafla, he basically got, did all that. Uh, and um, I, I'm assuming through Ravi, cause Ravi was convicted of his or found to be guilty of that as well. <laughs> um, but Nafla also uh, former make it rain guy, which dissolved. Yeah. Uh, previously like you mentioned weed and all, all of his dr uh, drug uh, issues well, not just him like other members in that small label yeah, of his the whole, yeah that whole label that whole label just kind of blew up after that yeah um and all those artists kind of have their own <laughs> deals to, to to issue issues to deal with oh, but yeah. Nafla definitely uh, out of all those was always my favorite and, and I think the most talented in terms of a oh, rapper yeah. he won show me the money seven um and still continued to put out good music but yeah just continuously gets in his own way uh, with these legal <laughs> troubles and yeah, yeah with him it was more like he got special treatment basically paid for special treatment <laughs> uh falsely being diagnosed or or maybe was properly diagnosed with actual symptoms uh or with some type of uh i guess mental health uh stuff but uh when it came down to him serving his military he got not only a special exemption and an easy placement but uh, turned out that I guess he wasn't even showing up to the stuff oh he had God. to do. <laughs> so Buddy, he was still. Which, you already had yeah. like at least two drug charges. What the fuck were you thinking? That's what I'm yeah, gonna yell at him. I'm like, dude, 
You you can't be it's, pulling shit like that when you already have. I listen. I know going doing mandatory military service sucks. I get it. Everyone hates it. Probably most people probably. Uh, who knows how much everyone likes it or dislikes it. I imagine it's probably a mixed opinion amongst the men in Korea. No doubt about it. Still hotly contested. But like, mm. I get it. You legally have to do it. I know it sucks. I know. Like it, it it's the inevitability. It's like either that or you go to jail. It, it sucks. I hate the options. And I know. But like, dude. Yeah. You already had two, at least two drug charges on you, I think, if I'm not mistaken. At least two drug charges. Think about it. It's like, how stupid are you? Yeah. <laughs> and he had just kind of, I think, I think he finally got sentenced to those things. And it was like a year, um, kind of like a suspended sentence, I guess, kind of probation stuff. Oh, so my God. He had already had that kind of finally in the, in the rear view. He had released the album when he was, uh, I guess, supposedly in the military. I, that's the thing I was like, well, how's he still putting out all music and stuff when he's apparently in the military? Or like, did he really do that much outside? I don't know. I don't know exact timelines, but yeah, um, he definitely got caught up along with Ravi, who is the person that heads his label, uh, Groovelin. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the future, I don't know what holds. I think Ravi will be fine. He's got money. He's got you know somehow influence. somehow. Yeah. I'm just he, like I know. It's a big question mark to me because I'm just like, how? Why? <laughs> but okay, I, then. <laughs> I, I believe he has a lot of credits. Um, I know a lot of like the Vic stuff he had writing credits. And, it, probably, and but like I'm like, he made that much money off of that? Damn. Yeah, okay. I, don't know. I, think, I guess. I think he's up there in terms of like, you know, how many, you know, those like Comca lists of how many tracks he's has. I guess so. His I, name I, on. I don't know. I'm it like, is. People it is kind of weird. To Vicks that much? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know Damn. he does all this stuff for artists, like. Uh, but yeah, he's always been a controversial kind of figure since he's gone on his own. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a, a very stupid, unfortunate because especially with Nafla, I think he's one of my favorites, and that last album he put out was one of my favorites. Oh God, it was and, so uh, good. His yeah. most recent album was fantastic, phenomenal. Yeah. I'm like, stuff, oh, but, dude, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, it's frustrating. Like it needs, but, it's like, do you need someone to put you on a leash or something? Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Oh. I don't know. I think, I, like I said, in the long run, I think Robbie will be fine. Um, maybe He'll probably just, I don't know if he'll be much of an artist. He'll probably just run stuff behind the scenes, I guess, at Groovelin, assuming they keep him on. Right, yeah. yeah. For, as for Nafla, I think his, at least in Korea, his his reputation is way way too damaged. I, I don't think he'll, he'll be able to recover from this. Yeah. Um, but we'll, well especially see. Especially with the military thing. The drug stuff, some people might within the scene might be nice about, but the military thing, like, bro, no. Yeah, it's like yeah, that pisses uh, off a lot of people because it's yeah. like it's definitely it's something that everyone has to do, and so it's like it, it just pisses people off more when you people that you know use their their fame and 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 money to kind of circumvent those uh, obligations, and you know, yeah, it's 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 definitely a hot topic over there, but oh yeah, uh, it's understandable why people would be pissed, but we'll. We'll see what happens with him. I, I, I don't. Maybe he can try. He is kind of. Uh, he grew up in in the U.S. and was you know here from Southern California, like Pasadena mm-hmm. area. So yeah. maybe he can try over here. But I, I do not. He sure might just try to find Doki out. and just be like, "Hey, Doki, help." <laughs> yeah, right, right. It was someone, some, someone fim- similar who had issues with uh, money and and taxes and stuff. Oh, and God. that was. He, and it, to, we didn't talk about him, but he's actually he released a pretty, some pretty good stuff last year. Damn. Um, I was very much surprised. Um, he kind of feels like old Doki is back. Um, Damn. So he's 
definitely doing his own thing. I know it's, it's probably not as popular, but yeah, he's, he's he, in terms of the music, it's it's pretty good. So well, that's we'll see. good to Maybe hear. That might be a good lane for him now that you mention it. Maybe, but yeah, that's good to hear. And then uh, moving along, though, from all that controversy and stuff, apparently this was the year of everyone deciding to finally release an album after a while, or just show up somewhere. <laughs> which, you know what? Right. I, I get it. Pandemic probably killed some of the creativity. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, yeah. honestly, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But you know what? It's good to see a bunch of people make some appearances again. You know, Dean just spontaneously showing back up. Benzino back. J-Clef. Silent Crush Suman, like, it's just nice to see familiar faces show up again, honestly. It's like, oh, right. yay, everyone's back. <laughs> yeah. And I think, obviously, the biggest one of those is Dean. Um, that's everyone's, oh, yeah. you know, even, like, outside of the, you know, the hip-hop and R&B scene, that he's very much popular in the K-pop uh, realm as well. So I think him coming back and finally releasing a track. It was just one track. One single. One single. <laughs> it was it was something at least. So and I think that bodes well for the future. He's probably gonna release an album this year, but I hope so. Because um, literally Mood 130 <clears throat> Mood TRBL is his last album. That was 2016. And I think that might have been one of his Yeah, that's that's like his one of his first things he put out there ever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, oh I my think god. It, I think with him too, it's 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 very funny because he's, like I said, he's he's very much known in K-pop. Um, like you ask anyone in K-pop that, like, oh, who do you know in you know Korean R and B and hip hop? They'll say most likely Dean, Jay Park. Yeah. Um, those names are probably the first two that come up. But um, yeah, that's a big exciting thing. Um, the song was okay to me, um, but I'm yeah. just more happy to okay. Let's see what else we get. It's very much a Dean song, so um, yeah, it's just yeah, like you said. A lot of these, maybe some military, like I know Crush was in the military um, during the pandemic um, and recently came back and finally released an album. Um, Zion T, uh, who we mentioned before, uh, released an album finally this year after, I think, a couple of years as well, maybe 2018, 2019 since his last album. Yeah, and, it's uh, been a hot minute yeah. from Zion T. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just really cool. And I think a lot of these are my favorite artists. Jay Cliff oh, was same. another one. Yeah. yeah, so it's so it's, it's it was a really cool year. I think that was just a, a really fun theme. I thought um, uh, permeated throughout the year. I was like, wow, just we're finally getting these back. E, e- sense uh, Benzino back to back was crazy. Even Kid Millie, Kid Millie had not released uh, besides the Cliche album in twenty twenty one, his first album in a couple of years. So um, yeah, just a really cool thing that I noticed throughout last year. Yeah, I, I I'm happy to see a lot of these guys back. Back in the game, pushing out stuff again. But yeah, now talk about killing creativity, COVID, my God. Um <laughs> I who knows? And that in that kind of killing creativity might kind of lead into our next topic of discussion, honestly, because it could be a factor. And that factor is is K hip hop dead? Question mark. Truth of the answer is no, probably not. Um, probably not dead, honestly. But it definitely is evolving and it is changing from what it has been for sure. But to really get into that, I think a lot of this is probably brought up because of whatever the lack of stuff that's happening around Show Me the Money and the, the span and, and like all these these several labels disbanding and all that kind of jazz, which I think is kind of like what's leading to people say King Hip Hop is dead. And I say for our albums list, those are like. I think all the all the ones we mentioned are pretty much like one majority of them are like ones people collectively 
that made me fall to seeing might collectively agree is like the solid ones and the other ones maybe have been more just an eh reception honestly but yeah yeah i mean it happens we have bad years notoriously we collectively kskp does not like 2017 as a year in k-pop overall but it happens you know there's always there's lulls you know it's inevitable yeah and i think uh i'm glad to hear your thoughts on it too because i've been it's been frustrating me the for me to hear like a lot of people saying that because i'm like dude this is like one of my favorite years in in korean hip-hop like look at the albums we got even like yeah on all spectrums from the biggest artists to um like even the underground which is like quote unquote underground um i I don't know who to categorize on that but i don't know um, what's underground just like the lesser alternative i'll just say at least alternative hip-hop that's definitely clearly not the popular style at the moment yeah Yeah, and especially in that aspect like the lesser known less mainstream stuff like to me the korean hip-hop scene has just absolutely thrived um in terms of that stuff in terms of the music so yeah i think you you make a good point about maybe the perception and the culture i think definitely show me the money not airing um this year is a big may factor. we not be dead maybe is dead i don't really did they ever officially cancel it i don't know no they didn't say but i know they are said that this year they're gonna release like a kind of a they i think they talked about it as a offshoot or like a um side note show i guess kind of um kind of thing i, I don't remember what it's called but it, it sounds to me like a produce and uh girls planet 999 situation oh fun like, you can't wait it's like oh yeah we're just this is a new thing but it's just the same thing kind of with a new coat of paint you know what i mean oh god um, and maybe something so so i don't know it but it definitely needed to happen because i think the show me the money um formula and um kind of thing show me show me money as a whole kind of got stale uh, which yeah. is ironic because it was probably the most these last couple of seasons were probably the most popular in terms of the music and, and the artists that showed up and, and won. Oh, um, yeah. Lee Young G, um, Lil Boy and all those. So VBS, like we mentioned earlier. Oh, God. Yeah. Season um, nine, it's, uh, season nine, especially. I was like, oh, God, that blew off. That, that yeah, that one. If it were down. to stop there, if it were to stop at nine, I think that would have been perfect. But. Yeah, yeah, it went on for two more. <laughs> so I think... Two more. Uh, I mean, we did... Yeah. At least with the last season, we got at least a really good rapper, female rapper, finally, that won the show. But, uh, of course, they, you can see some idiots on the internet probably being like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is like, why. Oh, she's, oh, God, she we can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, just say that... Person. Just say that you perform a deeper tone male-sounding voice when it comes to rapping. Over, oh, actually, no, wait, that's a lie, because EOG is like that. But apparently you prefer for it to be more male-sounding, even right, more male-sounding right. than that. Because I forget, EOG has a deep voice when she raps. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, oh, <laughs> uh, God, I don't know. I don't know. They're like, yeah, she hasn't released enough singles, but she's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But, hey, you know what? Who got the last laugh now? She got. A, she is a feature on one of our favorite K-pop songs of the year for 2023. So, you know what? Win. Win, 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 win. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah is hip hop truly dead? Um, Back on that topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just wanted to say, like, you know, I don't, I think it's, I can see maybe how some people get that perception. 
and definitely um as you mentioned like with k-pop like k-pop's actually been thriving this year um yeah crazy more so yeah just more so than ever so i think there was a like a like you said a lull in the covid years with that stuff so maybe people more paid paid attention to uh, other types of korean music or hip-hop and r&b but uh, i even see that in in the western music sense like a lot more people are uh into the pop and and stuff like that so it's not it's not exclusive to the korean hip-hop scene even in the u.s and the western scene yeah people are saying hip-hop's dead and all that stuff so which i think i had a lot of favorite uh hip-hop albums that came out last year as well and yeah in the western scene so uh, it's just, I'm just i think say, shout out to uh scaring the house love that album yeah love yeah, that, that album like so much the, one of the biggest albums um uh that came oh out God. last year so i love that uh, album i don't know but <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think you i think you you said it perfectly where like it's maybe it's a bit uh of a hyperbolic reaction um to just a normal lull where you know it's just not as hip-hop and r&b are just not as popular as you know and other things are taking away the attention so uh, i'm I mean, sure it'll I, come back i don't know the r&b probably is still doing decently well in korea i feel like r&b is kind of like the other offering from the ballad side of things where it's like okay we want good singers but cool beats so i feel like r&b is still decently like true, light true. But I feel like it's, I don't know, the hip-hop side, I, I can't tell half the time what's going on, like, in terms of popularity. But maybe peak public popularity is lulling down there, but I think it's still it's still one of the better options to check out, like, hip-hop music overseas, honestly. Right. Like, right. It, overall in general. Because, like, especially if you don't want something in English. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, but, yeah, I don't think it's dead quite yet it's definitely there's a lull but it's definitely it's definitely not dead i think it's i think it's really just our i think people are just saying that because of the lack of show me the money or notable hip-hop competition shows but Mm. uh yeah personally but yeah um and then and i guess i gotta put put a topic here about anything k-pop thing we want to discuss potentially uh if you want to throw because i know you like to talk about b-sides from time to time so, in case uh, anything K-pop related you want to bring up, <laughs> so um, we can tie back to that. Yeah, I guess I I, I think uh, the biggest thing I'd say is that in the last year or so, especially the last year, um, I had my own lull with K-pop, like from like 2019 to 2022, <laughs> um, and I was just kind of not really. I was focusing more on other stuff. So, um, but these last years, especially. Uh, I really feel like I feel like a K-pop fan again, um, and oh, that's God, mostly, yeah. yeah, and it's mostly due to, I, uh, of course, New Jeans. Um, they uh, reignited uh, a love for K-pop that I haven't felt in a while. Like I felt like a fan um, rooting for them, <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> uh, oh, music show wins, and oh, we got to get these streams up. Like oh yeah, um, and like oh, like I was following their um, the road to like beating the all-time you know song on perfect all kills and all that stuff so oh my um, god yeah <laughs> that that i think that was a fun thing so definitely and just the new jeans music i think is for me uh it's definitely my style we've oh, mentioned same here. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I know it's a, everyone's like really into their they're like the biggest group and they're one of the biggest groups and they're only less barely over a year old so god um, yeah just it's just crazy to see how far they've come already and where they can go in the future. Um, but yeah, just musically, uh, 
like everything wise like the, the visuals the music videos are really really dope they always have a cool concept behind those um and regardless of people's misgivings on the group themselves or how it's run or whatever i think um i think creatively and musically you can't really knock them for uh how much quality stuff they put out um yeah that's that's probably the main thing um oh, yeah, yeah i just like i really like the a lot of, of it all and also the seraphim for me hi the seraphim um the high right. girl group so far killing it don't know about yeah. the one that's coming up from the are you now ne- oh, was it are you next uh show uh we'll have to see um kayla and sam they have thoughts on that one uh if you are <laughs> curious definitely check it out on a previous episode of ours that we have i did not watch the show so i cannot say but i know there's a couple people in that group we're not sure about but so far high girl groups killing it new jeans yeah. killing it absolutely uh Seraphim, i personally love as well but i think a lot of that's the residual eyes one um love of certain people so um <laughs> but yeah it's great uh, easily the th- two of the big things that have revigorated um a lot of interest in k-pop for me those two groups in particular but also like getting more into 17 and just uh oh god yeah um new jeans especially too with like pro- with having a producer like um 204 what is it 250 however you say his name mm-hmm. i don't know how you say his yeah. name but yeah two i'm gonna say 250 or 250 for the sake of yeah. this um yeah he is a fantastic producer and he's been winning as well mainly like for his own album he got awards for i think in 2022 um Mm -hmm. and so that's cool and then um oh shoot who's um what's his name frank frank the producer frank he did a couple songs as well um for new jeans and those have been great um production wise yes lyrical wise for one of them (laughs) um we don't have to get into that fully but lyrical wise for one of them not his fault but unfortunately he probably suffered a little bit because of that hate to say it um he wasn't in control of those lyrics though so he's kind of clean off of he i think he's mostly guilt-free from that but um (laughs) but um like seriously i I like how also a lot of even notably i think minor korean like r&b and hip-hop artists have been like remixing new jeans music even mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I like how like new jeans in general is just revigorated some korean artists just to like oh i'm like i love this love the crossover it's so cute um and how big they've gotten to the korean american scene i've noticed a lot of like oh not just korean americans but just like a lot of asian americans in general i feel like have just like been like okay new jeans is ours <laughs> you are us <laughs> we claim you <laughs> and i'm like i right. love that oh my god but um, I'm glad you I'm glad you mentioned that too with the remixes thing because that's a good yeah. point. Um, and I think that's why it makes sense that it, their group and their music resonated with me not only because of who is involved with the production and writing and stuff like that, um, with a lot of the Bana artists and stuff like that. But oh yeah, um, yeah, just the response from yeah, like, I would say Bana's artists... winning in that regard. This <laughs> recently, yeah. Bana's yeah. been winning. <laughs> yeah, those artists are making money. Um, oh yeah but hopefully hopefully the the royalties are nice especially 250 i imagine hopefully 250 is getting a decent payout from that uh will be a crime if not but i don't know yeah streaming streaming money these days i don't know how much they make off of that stuff because it doesn't seem like it's a lot which is unfortunate um i don't don't know how it works really but i I hope he is making at least livable money if if you're not a millionaire at least hopefully you're making livable money off of it is what i gotta say so (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, um, a lot of the artists, like 
lesser known artists I follow on SoundCloud. Like I have a SoundCloud playlist of New Jeans remixes that's over a <laughs> hundred a hundred tracks long. Like that's how like, many? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how many people were doing remixes and covers and and edits and stuff like that. So, um, it's yeah, it's really 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 cool. It's like I said, their 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 style and their influence kind of uh, sparks uh, definitely a creative. Uh, um, kind of a renaissance in the Korean hip hop and R&B scene. Cause I don't think I've ever seen that. The, the, the last time I seen that a K-pop group permeate into the R&B and, and electronic and underground scene that much was probably when bad boy came out by red velvet and yeah. everyone and their mother was freaking putting out bad boy remixes online and SoundCloud, not you so. having a profile picture of joy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So Gee, I yeah, red velvets. I mean, of, of SM groups to choose these days, uh, I'm not going to shame you for your choice in Red Velvet, but you're, I think you're aware, Kimmy, that we're not the biggest fans of SM Entertainment at the moment, I would yeah, say. I, what, whether I, you agree I, with us or not in certain instances, <laughs> but um, that's fine to disagree, don't worry. But um, yeah, SM Entertainment in general, it just makes me infuriated um, these days <laughs> with their decision making, but that's neither here or there. Um, at least Red Velvet, in my eyes, was one of the last few good... Um, and I think still is mostly compared to their peers, their more their younger peers. Um, still has some solid music put output. So like that's always made me happy. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, move. But also to wrap it up a little bit. So, <laughs> um, Cammy, I want to because I honestly don't have much concert uh commentary in terms of R and B hip hop artists or stuff like that. I wanted to know about a couple things, though. One, I think, and I think Kayla and Sammy would agree with me. I think they want to hear about your, I think we would love to hear about your camp experience. If you have much memory or like a recollection of that day. Because I remember a couple of posts you made <laughs> in the Discord about that. And I remember being, God, what the hell is going on here? And I think we need to document it in an audio format about that or whatever you experience experience that you, that you remember that's noteworthy. And then if, mm -hmm. I also was curious about any other concert experiences you may or may not have had with some R&B, hip hop, indie artists from Korea. Because unfortunately, oh, yeah, I do sure. not, but I would like to someday have those experiences. Um. Yeah, uh, sure. For for the camp, are you? that's the one you're re referring to, right? The camp. Uh, yeah, like, like late 2022. Yes, late 2022. Um, so not 2023, but you know, close enough. <laughs> yeah, that one was an interesting one because obviously, um, probably most people that are K-pop fans know how much of a shit show that was <laughs> um, online, at least. Oh, um, such a mess. And they had this big, uh, really almost unbelievable lineup originally, um, and then like literally. I think the day or a day or two before or the week of <laughs> half the lineup dropped um, due to visa issues and poor planning uh, kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that was in terms of like the, the optics of it uh, online and social media. And definitely uh, there's a lot of people that have traveled specifically for certain artists. Oh um, God. Yeah. <laughs> one of our, our mutuals were in the truly Daybok discord. Oh um, yeah. We, you, Jacob of Truly Daybok, he actually came and I met up with him and, and went to one of the concert days with him. Oh my he, god, really? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So we met up and he specifically <laughs> went to that concert because Taeyeon was supposed to be in there and she's one of the artists that got dropped. Oh. Um, so 
I think. And then also in terms of like the price of the tickets were not, they were ambitious. Um, (laughs) Everything about it was kind of crazy because like the venue itself, the Rose Bowl is a huge football stadium for like, that's where I think US UCLA plays or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, So it's a huge ass thing. And they, they were originally only using half of it. And then I think they had to move the stage up even more uh, because they weren't selling tickets. Yeah, but the ticket prices were crazy. I think like the cheapest tier was like three hundred bucks for what? Uh, that's one a day. that's a that's a scam. That's practically uh, a or no, scam two, at that was, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was two days. Um, so with all that in 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 terms of like I said, uh, optically it's it's very bad, and uh, the thing is for me, uh, my personal experience, I thought it was pretty good <laughs> that's good was, actually yeah uh, like, i'm glad you got something out of it but like did you still have to pay like 300 bucks for like how many what did you only go one day or something or well see that's the thing here i i got my tickets for free so that's another big oh I, that's a big caveat for me is that okay I had low investment there is a lot of people that bought tickets to that for both days and were flying from out of town. I know I saw a lot of people flying from like Canada and the East Coast and all that because, like I said, the lineup was insane. I had like Kai, I had Taeyeon. Um, I can't remember a lot of the groups, but yeah, a lot of those when those half of those dropped out, people were already arriving or were at the concert, um, and learning that those artists weren't going to be there. So that was very shitty, and I think that sucks when you invest that much money into that. Like, like even Jacob himself, like he specifically went for Taeyeon and Taeyeon ended up not showing up yeah uh, no he, not, he's a big not, snsd fanboy so like i can get that and yeah we, we love by the way we love snsd on this podcast they're probably our favorite girl group from sm i'm just gonna put that out there but um <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> awesome. no, yeah 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 we we like i would say from sm they're like the default favorite i think overall amongst us three um i think i think i think there's cer- certain songs of them still vary in terms of like what we'd like more or what not more but we 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 we, we will defend um i got a boy like we like we want to we will defend that song <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> if <yeah>. need be <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean in terms of like that's why it was very weird for me because me being there and seeing the reaction and then like the stuff that people were seeing online like online you would think like it was a fucking fire it's the fire fest of k-pop and shit show but <laughs> be being there you know besides the lineup stuff like everything was pretty good like the entrance i mean there was kind of a lack of um maybe like food options and like vendor stuff outside of the venue but the in terms of the concert itself it was i had a lot of fun and uh, that was the thing i think because of the lack of sales they started doing these raffles for to give away tickets and that's how i won my tickets nice um you know what? Yeah, if so it's it, free, might as well go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's like, uh, like I said. But like I said, the people that paid money, I understand like a hundred percent why you would be upset. And then it definitely was a shit show in that sense. And like, God, even the parking, the parking was like sixty dollars. Oh, um, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, that's it was predatory. just crazy. Like, oh, it it just felt like very that. much they they definitely shot they they very much were in over their head, I think, for what they what they were trying to do um, in terms of, like, the artists they were bringing. So uh, it, an aspect of it was uh, it was too good to be true. But uh, like I <laughs> yeah. said, what, for what we I got, and like I said, I got the tickets for free. Um, I had a fun time. I got to see Chang'a, um, 
Oh, uh, lucky you. <laughs> uh, yeah, Chang'e Espa. Espa was probably the highlight. They closed out the show on Sunday, the second night. Um, I will say that after seeing them live, they're probably my favorite um, K-pop I've ever seen live perform. So that's um, interesting I, you say that. <laughs> yeah, because I know their reputation as performers, I guess, is... I didn't I didn't really know that. I, I mean, when you're I started, aware that we're not the big... You know, you know we, us yeah. three are not necessarily the biggest fans. <laughs> yeah, and I... T- and t- to, to be honest, quite honest, I was not the biggest Espa. Uh, I liked some of the songs they put out, but I was not a big fan of their stuff until last... Just okay. ra- recently, last year, with their, their latest EP, but... Yeah, seeing those songs like Black Mamba and like Next Level Live, like it was just, it was awesome. So I, I had that was probably one of my favorite highlights of it. Um, and then the other highlight would be uh, Epic High. Epic High. Oh, uh, Epic High. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they're a very popular one of the OG hip hop uh, rap groups, um, mm-hmm. and they very much have a, a foothold in the K pop scene. So I, I'm almost certain every K pop. Uh, fan knows who epic high is so they probably thanks crossover. to yg honestly thanks to yg yeah yeah yg and they had uh they used to have tablo used to have their own label on there um oh true yeah, right very, very, and he has his he had his podcast and all that stuff so he's very much known um but their performance was awesome I, uh jacob i know is a big is a big uh epic high fan so he was definitely down for that um and i i had a great time too and, and to, it was funny because tablo actually I, I'm sure he ran into certain issues with what the concert, the behind the scenes stuff, because he went on like <laughs> <laughs> the whole performance. It was like talking shit on like slyly <laughs> mentioning <laughs> like, oh, you know, sometimes things don't go as planned, but we got to go with the show. All. Yeah. yeah, he really so he, poking the bear right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it, it that was awesome, too. And then I got to see like, um, I think, who else was it? Momoland was there. Oh, um, God. <laughs> They were actually fun. <laughs> they, and I think, um, who else was it? P1 Harmony? Oh, Are P1 Harmony's this? good. P1 Harmony. Yeah. Yeah, they're solid. Think, yeah. Yeah, they were they were dope. Uh, they were one of the uh, opener uh, groups, and they did really, really well um, in terms of the performance. I can't remember. I think, who else was there? Icon was there. Uh, oh, yeah. Bobby Icon. was out there with, like, a see-through wet t-shirt, and I saw nope. his nipples. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, That's what you uh, I'm like, I see yeah. nipples now. <laughs> but yeah, they, they were, that was it was awesome. Like I said, it was it was a it was a really great concert, and it sucks that um you know all the bad stuff because I don't think they can do. I know they did like a thing in Mexico this recent. Oh God, year. really? Jeez. Oh, yeah, and I think that one was even a shit show also. But uh, I don't think they can ever do. It, it sucks because this probably was the best thing that could rival KCON, which is kind of the only big k-pop festival we with big yeah. name artists and that big of a scope um and i think yeah it just sucks that it, it it went so south because i was like being here i was like man this was actually really cool i would i don't know if i would buy a ticket if they ever did it again uh but <laughs> i'll take another one for free <laughs> but it's like uh, yeah I mean, it was if definitely it's a free concert a free concert and the only thing you have to pay for was like parking maybe some food that's not half bad in the grand scheme of right. things. so i wouldn't yeah. complain too much to be fair so i yeah. get and that i think and i think the price i guess if if the original lineup had stayed true i think the prices of the tickets may have been a bit more reasonable 
but yeah. yeah, I think it was definitely it was too expensive. The obviously the planning and the you know the follow through was a shit show. But like I said, in terms of what we got uh, being there, it was it was it's pretty okay. It's it's pretty good. I had a good time. But yeah, it's definitely it's cool because um it felt like a like historical moment with <laughs> how shitty it was. And I even did you see someone buying... get like pulled away from security too? Oh yeah, yeah. Point? There was like some. I don't know if they were like fan site people or just like people oh, sneaking. Because that's the thing too is that uh, a lot of the floor area was empty because those were like the most expensive tickets. So uh. you see that a lot in concerts. Uh, so I think a lot of people were trying to sneak into there. I don't know if that was the case, but yeah, there was people getting dragged away. Like, oh my god, um, <laughs> it, was, it was just kind of crazy. There was like some weird stuff going on, but uh, <laughs> nothing. I think I, I've been to many festivals and concerts, and I don't think that it was anything out of the ordinary. It was definitely not the worst uh, music festival I've ever been to. Um, but yeah, well, that's it was, good. Yeah, it was it was cool. But yeah, I can you know I understand why people were upset and. It's definitely so. Uh, it's funny because they had a. They were still selling merch like T-shirts oh, and like Jesus. stuff with the original lineup. Uh. <laughs> it's like half the artists are not weren't even there. So um, someone on I think like a Etsy or something like that. I bought a shirt from them where they basically recreated the merch shirt that they were selling, but they crossed out all the ones <laughs> that. that <laughs> And then on the front, it says, I survived camp 2022. <laughs> um, so I bought that as just like a memento. Because, yeah, all, even all the merch, too, was like very basic. And oh. like I said, it has a, a, a lineup of half the people that aren't there. And it was like super expensive. So that was, that was a funny thing I bought afterwards uh, uh, just to commemorate that experience. But, yeah, it, I it survived was cool. camp, even though you didn't really, it didn't <laughs> sound like you had to do too much surviving, which is probably yeah. for the best, honestly. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't, like, fire fest bad. Like like I said, the product that, or the, the the actual concert and stuff like that we got was fine. It was, it was I like I said, I've been the worst. But, um, yeah, definitely all the other bullshit surrounding it and leading up to it was definitely the worst part. And, um yeah, that was unfortunate, but yeah, it sucks because it could have been. Uh, I think it could have been something. I would, I would definitely consider going to a, a year. Like if they were to do it, if it went well, and they were to uh, do another one the next year, I probably would consider it. But uh, considering how bad shit went, uh, I don't think I would trust that company with. Yeah, my money. no, they would probably. I imagine that company would have to either change their name or rebrand the the name of the concert to something else to try to distance themselves. Honestly, right, right. Yeah, that was, um, in terms of other concert experiences, uh, I don't think I had, uh, many last year. I, last year I did go, like I said, see Say So None. Um, Ooh, yeah. We talked about Say uh, So Yun earlier and that, yeah, mm-hmm. that was really great. I think that was the one concert I went to. Um, yeah, that was really dope. Um. At that concert, did she do her own solo songs as well? Or was it just the band stuff? It was it was mainly I think she may have performed one of her solo songs and it was the one on her first album that Say So None actually features on so it might okay, as well gotcha. have just been a Say So None <laughs> yeah so um, she, she, she yeah, just that... focused mainly on the band stuff okay that's fair yeah, what, I just yeah. I don't know how some of that goes because sometimes maybe they do combine some stuff sometimes they don't but okay she kept it to the band stuff so that's good yeah and that was awesome because I, I had missed them the year before because um, when they came they had. A concert they had a tour uh, in 2022 and right when they came it was at a really bad venue really small like in a bad area of la so i was Ugh. like ah, i don't want to but i bought tickets anyway but then leading up to it i got 
uh, actually got COVID, so I couldn't go. Oh, jeez, um, you poor thing. I think I was actually getting over COVID, but I still felt like shit. And I was like, I'm not going to that shitty, uh, basically like a basement type <laughs> venue. Yeah, you, you probably weren't even spreading the virus at that point, but that's fair. Like, who wants to yeah. be still ill and just like in an enclosed basement like right. area like that? Like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a bummer yeah. too cuz literally um I had gone uh, I was out of town on a trip and that's how I got sick basically from traveling. <laughs> and when I came back, I had a lineup of AOMG had a tour. I was going to I had tickets to that. Um a another artist named Sasami was having a, a a show in LA that I had tickets to and then the Say So None concert which I all had to miss because of uh COVID. Yeah. Um so that's about being but... a buzzkill. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a bummer. Um, other than that, yeah, I haven't been to very many, um, like especially like K-pop stuff. I have not been to any um, of the tours I've gone through. Like, um, like yeah, I've only Luna been to technically stuff. two so far. Like, I've yeah. only been to Sunmi in 2019, and then like um, BTS in 2019 as well. That was those were like basically two months apart. So yeah, I looked out. I was like, I want to see both, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> So right. I had my, yeah, that was so. my fill, but, um, I think since 2020, I, like, I almost, I want to go back to a concert, but at the same time, I almost don't, because some people, some of y'all are <laughs> acting out a little bit at the concerts too much, and I just, like, I kind of don't want to deal with you and your, I'm one, I need to be the center of attention, mm. thrusting baby, putting, not thrusting babies, <laughs> but, like, putting your children on stage and having a, you know a teenage girl trying to pick her up and give her back off the state like come on y'all yeah like some yeah. of the things i've heard some of y'all doing and like what the hell i'm yeah, sorry last like luna just was wild oh my god um, wait wh- which but even one like, was it i think it was luna that had like oh it was it was like the oh last god luna the documentary thing. on that was just ridiculous i was so it sucks too like true wasn't even there at bare minimum mm-hmm. and then everything else that happened during that tour i was like i'm kind of glad i actually didn't go unfortunately like would i have loved to see luna in person yes but like with them in that state with that ridiculous schedule no yeah, yeah not that at was all kinda insane. no um but yeah even like after that and in, in the new kind of luna offshoots uh, they've been doing a lot of tours and like triple S and stuff like that. I haven't, mm-hmm. I really like those. Like Mod House was definitely a big, uh, besides New Jeans and like La Seraphim, um, triple S, a lot of the triple S songs I really liked and, uh, Odd Eye Circle and, um, Heejin releasing stuff last year. I really loved all that stuff, but it's just, oh, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, uh, is it worth me having to call off a day of work or do I want to <laughs> spend the money on this? Like, because they are really expensive. I think they're, I mean, I'm sure yeah. you guys talked about it. Like they definitely yeah, are with, taking with, advantage. With unfortunately the cost of everything being expensive, I'm probably I don't foresee myself going to a concert this year. Probably. Yeah. So I kind of have... which sucks, but like I I need to save some money. Unfortunately. Yeah. So. Same. Same. Yeah. Ugh. So it's just kind of making those decisions. Um. So I think uh, uh, yeah. the only one I would hold out on and and would go for sure is obviously Red Velvet is my all-time favorite old oh, group yeah. so if they ever happen to just to do a, a tour again because i missed them the first time they came around in like Damn. 2018 i tried um, to get tickets to the new jersey thing and they were already sold out it was yeah. ridiculous i was like damn yeah. it yeah that was yeah, that was a big bummer <laughs> i was like ah so that's that like, like my big yeah that's my big like uh all-time goal like i whatever i can do to get those tickets what if they ever do come like that's what i would go all out for but that's fair um yeah and at this point I, stuff 
Yeah, I feel like at this point, who I would want to see in concert again would probably be like, I think it'd be crazy to try to get tickets to, but like at this point, BTS or Seraphim or like, or like New Jeans, I guess I would say at this point in time, yeah. if I would. But I feel like it just all three of those alone are just going to be hard to get, I think, with how popular. <laughs> the Seraphim might be the easiest I say might, though, because that's a very loose might, because, like, it probably would still be quite difficult to get La Seraphim tickets, because I think they're pretty decently well-liked. But, like, New Jeans, oh, jeez, forget it. New Jeans is going to be a madhouse whenever that happens. Yeah, I think unless, like, unless they're at, like, some festival that I'm already happen to go to, which I don't really care for festivals that much, um, I don't know. That would be hard, too, because, like, even with Twice has been doing all kinds of stadium tours, and I'm like, I don't I don't for me I don't see the value in seeing them seeing an artist any artist in like a stadium type venue because I'm like yeah it's so expensive and you're so far away like it doesn't even feel I feel like you hear the people around you more than you hear the artists yeah Um, so I definitely like more intimate smaller venues uh, for artists but that kind of once they skyrocket to fame that that's kind of out of the question at at a certain point so yeah that's also definitely a factor Oh yeah, like it. That, that was a very interesting uh, on that topic. It's a very interesting like juxtaposition from like Sunmi at the time to like BTS because that was like the stadium tour. I went from a mm. small venue in New York, but it was that was that was filled, that was sold out to like a big stadium tour, which is like the juxtaposition of that is like insane. Um, it was fun to hear her talk to as well. Uh, she she was like, it was like crazy to see her up close. I'm like, oh my god, I get to see a second gen idol this close up. This is wild. <laughs> um, and yeah, she, awesome. she her discography was kind of limited too at that point, so she did a few cover songs that were really good as well. But um, like it was still a great time. The only thing though with the smaller venues, I have to say that are like annoying is that you can easily hear the hecklers, and because the right. room gets quieter easier, and it's like. They were trying so a couple people I feel like were almost like barking commands at her and I'm just like I almost felt tempted to be like bitch shut the hell up but then again I would have drawn attention to myself but so that would have been rude but um you know it's kind of like you know they're almost like attempting to bark commands and I'm just like girl hello let her perform yeah. do not do not let her talk during her talking moments because it's her time to chill and try to get interact with us you're you're not given unless you're given the microphone to talk do not do just cheer like I'm sorry yeah. but like, what are you doing? Like, that's the that's like the annoyance of the smaller venues for me, because it's like they can hear that more easily. I think True. the larger venues, it's more like distant cheering. <laughs> so it's like they don't have that much close contact. But like, it's cool to see the grandiose of things like seeing BTS in 2019 do their shit was wild and seeing the props, how things were executed. It was like insanity to me to be like. Y'all were literally sharing a bedroom, all cramped, all seven of you together. And now you're doing this shit. This is wild how it came so yeah. far. But like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's wild to see all that happen in real time in yeah. such a short amount of time. But <laughs> I can imagine, too, like how crazy their show. Because, I mean, with how big BTS and I saw them at KCON in 2016. I forgot even, they did. That was like the last time I think they went to KCON. To be fair, they were yeah. way too big to stick around. So yeah, even then too, like I know they they've gone bigger, but even back then, like 
Uh, that was at KCON's usually at Staples Center now with the Crypto.com Arena where like and I go to hockey games there all the time. It's called the Crypto.com and... Arena. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I want to barf. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a terrible name. Yeah. It's, it's, it's OK. Anyways, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah. That, yeah. I've been to many hockey games and playoff games and like 2016 seeing BTS and KCON like with how, you know, popular they were back then, like. That was the loudest I've ever heard that building. Like my ears, um, literally were kind of like ringing after that because of how Jeez. loud the screams were. Um, so I can only imagine what their what their shows are like now because that's it was. Ins- oh, I was blown away. I was insane. It was insane how how, and you know, compared to how they are now, that was back then in 2016 when they were still kind of on the come up. Um, but yeah, that's I couldn't imagine like even just in 2019 that how insane that would be. God, yeah, yeah, like, I'm just, like, at, I mean, for, well, first things first off, maybe we just need to encourage more ear protection at these shows at this point. True. Because seeing the <laughs> yeah. clips from the Travis Scott show recently, like, I know we're not supposed to like Travis Scott, da, 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 I get it, I get it, I understand. But, like, I've seen clips from, like, behind-the-scenes audio engineers controlling the thing. The stadiums are, like, shaking. The ambulance yeah. bus in the background might as well be twerking because that thing's bouncing up and down like, oh my god. <laughs> it's like insane how loud certain concerts can get just with the crowds and just like with uh, t- technology advancements and all that jazz. But yeah, no, BTS was, it was an experience. It was definitely a once in a lifetime experience. And I'm just like, wow, this is the closest I'm ever going to be to them. That's wild. And I'm like, keep in mind, I'm like the second tier of like all the stadium things like that was like th- that was the closest I could get for like a decent price that was like 125 I think at the time which like oh, okay. in the grand scheme of things isn't too bad um for yeah. like a second row not like second row from the front but like um what am I trying to say like in the stadium there's like the t- there's like the three different tiers you know what I mean mm-hmm. based yeah, off like pricing so I was in like section. that second tier second okay. section so I'm like oh my god so it was good view for the most part too. So like, but everyone was like, you know, standing the whole time because of course they were. Um, you know, you you don't buy seats for sitting <laughs> in concerts these days. You, <laughs> you buy know, for standing. With, at my age now, I'm like, I I love when they have sitting <laughs> sections. I'm like, oh hell yeah, I don't have to sit for two three hours. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean I prefer up. sitting, but like you know, most people, especially like, you think they're going to be sitting at a Taylor Swift concert for the most part? Now nah, they're dancing, they're up and dancing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like same thing with K-pop. I feel like everyone's just standing. Right, no one really yeah. sits. I feel <laughs> like, which is like, eh. but yeah, yeah, that that actually happened to me because I did another artist I went to is uh, Biba Doobie. Um, she's like a Filipino indie rock. Oh, she's great. I love her music. Yeah. Yeah. So I really love her. Um, I'm, I'm half Filipino. So I was like, I really liked seeing that, uh, a Filipino artist, uh, getting that type of recognition. And it's that popular. Um, she opened up for Taylor Swift on her tour (laughs) last year. So I got to see, yeah. So, which is crazy, but I was like, Oh, I need to see her now before it's like stadiums. Like you were saying, like BTS kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I saw her at the Greek theater and at the Greek theater is kind of like a outdoor venue, but it has seating. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I get to sit the whole concert. And then as soon as she came out, everyone just stands up and like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I, like, oh, I swear, okay, I, people I just... don't know how to sit I, anymore. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways um, uh, any other final thoughts you have, Cami, of this whole uh, video that we have? Oh, my God. It's oh, we, we went <laughs> we took we took our time with this. Um, yeah, to put it, but put, put it bluntly, but. Uh, any other final <laughs> thoughts you have? No, just, um, yeah, like I said, it was a great year. It was, like I said, last year was one of my favorites in terms of um, 
all aspects of Korean music, indie, electronic, uh, R&B, hip-hop, K-pop even. So um, it's really nice to talk to you about it. I don't have very many people that, um, like, let alone in, in real life, but even online, I'm kind of... <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> I real life. Throw, throw reality yeah. out the window at this point. Like, R- right, right. So it, it's just there's very few people <laughs> that I can talk to about it. And uh, you're one of the few people I know. Um, I, I, I can tell a lot of times when I talk about this stuff, and I get into the weeds of like these artists. Yeah. A lot of if, if a lot of people don't know, so I can see <laughs> that their interest is their eyes glaze over, or you know, they they're people are like, oh, that's cool, and then it's not really interest. But I know for you specifically, uh, you know and uh, understand. So uh, yeah. it's nice talking to you about it. So you you kind of can understand all this stuff. So I appreciate. I really appreciate you having me on here. I, I really had a good time talking about this. Oh, thing. I'm glad, Cammy. Thanks, thanks for coming along. Because <laughs> like, I I feel like this was going to be an eventual thing, um, at some point. But like, I was like quite sure because of I don't know life and things and stuff like that. But like, it's great to talk to someone else who also is into like these very niche interests. And you're always like one of the chill ones. You're always like on the pulse too as well of all this type of music. So uh, not that you have to do all that, but you definitely do it because you just genuinely enjoy that. And I love that type of passion, that kind of like genuinely enjoying all this. And it's great to talk to like a group of people who like, who get it, you know, because you, do, you don't get right. it, especially the more niche stuff. This is like th- this sort of niche stuff. I feel like it's very much a, not like other girls niche stuff. Like the only other thing I could say that's like a not like, a, well, I mean, you're not a girl, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's very much like <laughs> that niche. That's kind of like you, not a lot of people in real life talk about that stuff. Like I think the only yeah. other thing I could think of for me that I, that I, that I was into was like. I had a brief period where I was into some samurai cinema, which is very much like a very much a not like other girls situation. Because hmm. like what right, girls right. do you know that talk about that sort of stuff? Exactly it's, like, exactly. it's very much a dude thing. If anyone's into that, it's a dude thing. But anyways, not to get too off topic. But yeah, I've have had you. I've, I uh, can't speak. I have had a great time today. I love when I get to talk about that. Um, I wish I would have had the motivation to talk more about this sort of stuff throughout you know, our podcast stuff, but, like, honestly, I just like doing the year-end review stuff, because this is a very nice thing. It's very easy for people to, like, listen to, catch up, and go about their day doing that. So, um, yeah, but I'm greatly appreciative for you to come on, considering I name-dropped you so many times without your permission, probably. But, um, <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I name-dropped totally you too fine. many times, because I'm just like, yep, you're the sole person, and then the occasional, was it hip-hop, Twitter x whatever it's called news that shows up on my feed from time to time but like no it's mainly you and i thank you thank you in particular for all of the um just just introducing me and other a few other select group of people to like this kind of music and being kind of like the help the third party entity helping bring it to the masses almost because um especially through your playlist because your playlist i think were super helpful for me as well uh back in the day um for me to like get on board and like really learn about all that sort of stuff so i thank you as well for helping me expand my horizons if you will with all this stuff so like you're 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 definitely good big with pushing all that stuff um so don't 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 you know you 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 pat yourself on the back fam like honestly (laughs) pat yourself on the back thank you that's that's very nice to hear that's basically kind of um always been my goal since starting k music every day is just kind of yeah be the bridge to you know these korean artists and and music that to get into a wider audience and you know that was my whole thing starting it was look these artists are really cool and the songs that they're putting out is really dope so i i want more people to to know about them so 
Exactly. You know? yeah, it's it. really, <laughs> yeah, it's really great. It's really great to know that that's kind of at least paid off for you. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, hey, in strides. It's a huge influence. I mean, it's <laughs> the only thing that will put the cherry on top is that someday, it's definitely not happening this year or probably next year, but someday my ass needs to get to Korea, I think. South Korea in particular. And Japan and probably somewhere else in Asia as well. Singapore, we'll say. You know, that, that's like, I feel like it's the inevitable that just, I feel like I want to happen in my life. Who knows when that's going to happen, but I feel like that would just be the nice cherry on top of all this whole music journey to think that it all started for me just because of a couple songs that my cousin received from like someone at her private school. Crazy how it got there. And then it led to this. It's like a butterfly effect that just ended up leading to this eventually, uh, which is yeah. wild. But you know what? I love it. I love it. I love get to talk to people like you, KME, and just just talk about music, even when I don't know everything. Uh, uh, even even I could have probably had better listening patterns this year, to be fair. So, but um, you know, it was a pretty solid year overall. I think for this sort of stuff, for pop me for K-pop music, for the, even if it wasn't considered to be a high in the R and B, the hip hop, Korean space. You know, I think it was a pretty solid year for music releases. Um, yeah, it's been great talking it with you. Um, <laughs> if you're ever down to do this again, let me know. I will put it out there. I'll extend the offer if you want yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Just just let me know. We gotta get um Sat to uh, Sat's the homie as well. God, yeah, we gotta, we gotta get, get Sat to listen to and have a three way conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that would be that, that would be awesome. Well. That yeah, would be great. That would be great. Yeah. Now Sat's the homie. Shout out to Satsy, and also shout out to <laughs> Kayla right now for also helping us with editing stuff um god bless you this is going to be a long thing you're probably going to split this into <laughs> two i imagine but um god bless yeah. uh even i don't know how you feel about god in general but just bless you kayla bless you girl um <laughs> thank you kayla. for doing the things that i failed to do if <laughs> i can't edit um yeah. but thank you kayla um but yeah so that about wraps it up all right now for me to attempt to do an outro as good as kayla speaking of which um, so here we go. We are available at all your major podcasting platforms and services. Uh, I'm pretty sure the links are below in the uh, YouTube comment section. So please check that out, um, including mainly uh, you can find our podcast, too, on Spotify and um, Apple Music, especially, too, um, as well. Um, and yeah, we usually release these episodes mostly uh, weekly. Uh, so yeah, so check us on the uh, next episode, whichever iteration it is, whether it's Kayla and Samley, either when I'm involved, um, you know, and just, uh, yeah. And sometimes once in a while we have special guests like KME. So yeah, uh, check us out. All right. And then with that, we will see you on the next episode. I can't speak. We will see you on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.